You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Hey everyone, you are listening to Win With Dogs on Pet Life Radio again. I'm Raquel, your host. Thank you so much for being with me today. As you may or may not know, I recently was at the Holistic Pet Fair in Louisville and I met some fascinating people, both um, healers and participants. Well, I kind of think we're all healers, but (laughs) people walking very aware of their healing capacities, let's put it that way. And I met a woman, Brooke Baxter, who's my guest today, who I just had to talk to. She is a uh, lifelong horsewoman. She does healing touch for animals as well as Usui Reiki energy healing. She had three awesome labs with her. Uh, She does a lot of work with horses. Her company is called Four Legs and a Soul. And she created Four Legs and a Soul to bring balance to the pets in our lives and also to help us have a balanced relationship with our pets. So I'm so excited to hear her approach and some of her perspectives. So please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to speak with Brooke Baxter. Don't go away. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume's super long-lasting sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week. On demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win With Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. And we're back. I hope everyone got their water and is ready to settle in for a minute. Brooke, thank you for being with me today. So glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Sure. So we met Brooke in Louisville at the Holistic Pet Fair. She was next to me in a booth, and we got to spend a lot of time talking together. And I was fascinated. Her whole approach, which you created, a, I guess it's not a company, but your healing practice is called Four Legs and a Soul. And you work primarily with horses and canines. 
correct? Right. Yep. The focus of my practice is horses and dogs, um, but I would work with any animal and have um, from working with animals in the wild, including elephants and cheetahs and mustangs, to working with your pet lizard or turtle or bunny or bird. So I work That's with all so, animals. Yeah, cool. You um, don't discriminate. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at See, all. I'm, and that's I'm right. partial to fur. I'm partial to fur. <laughs> <laughs> so. And even though it's uh, four legs and a soul, it doesn't really matter how many legs they have or if they have any at all. <laughs> They're all welcome. <laughs> that's so great. And I love how you present your approach, and that is just bringing balance and trying to seek out what are animals in our lives need from us. So much of our time, I think, is spent focusing on how much our animals bring to to the table for us. And I love to hear someone who is focused on finding out what our animals need, you know, which is well, great. I, I think that's really the name of the game um, nowadays, both for people and for animals. We're all mm-hmm. seeking balance. We're all needing a little stress reduction in our lives. Um, yeah. And it's all about preventative health. Um, Mm -hmm. I certainly strongly believe in working alongside veterinarians and trainers and owners and the the whole team of professionals um, that people welcome into their animals' lives. And I I love to be a part of a team in which we can come up with solutions for a healthy lifestyle so that we are preventing disease before it arrives. Yeah, and I love your inclusive nature. I'm totally with you there. I think I also do a lot of work with vets, and sometimes they're not necessarily that open to the approaches that I use, like healing energy work and stuff. But at the end of the day, if we are all focused on making our lives better for our pets, you can hear my little Scotty in the background. (laughs) If we make our lives better for our pets, then it's a better experience for everyone because we're all seeking intimacy, which leads me to my next point. You know, you you spent a lot of time studying under Anna Twinney, who Mm -hmm. is a, she founded, for those of you who don't know, Reach Out to Horses, which is a nationally, internationally known program that's helping horses. You know, there's a lot of abuse in the horse world, too, and a lot of horses for adoption, too. You know, you wouldn't think that, but there's a lot of rescue, horses that need rescuing. So she did a lot of work and with, with Anna Twinney, Brooke did, and you, you mentioned that animal communication as well as energy healing are kind of the core of your work that really make it successful in your mind. I think there are so many tools we all yeah. have to help our animals. And for me, the energy medicine and um, the animal communication have become primary tools for helping people and their animals connect on a deeper level and seek solutions for behavioral issues or um, health issues or emotional issues um, or just increase their bond with one another. Yeah, do you find, because I'm, I'm really intrigued with animal communication. I know just from talking to you in Louisville that you get pretty strong messages that sometimes you need to even block out <laughs> in the way of communication. <laughs> You're picking up stuff off the ether, my friend. <laughs> but, and I, I am always like, more, tell me more, I want to hear more. So I'm, I'm really fascinated with the ability to communicate and hear and come up with 
ways to make our animals lives better do you find that most animals are seeking to communicate with us without a doubt and the truth is that most of us already communicating with our animals we just don't realize it so Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that everybody can communicate with animals so do I not hocus pocus at all it's nonverbal interspecies communication and we watch the animals do it amongst themselves all day long. Um, we are animals too. <laughs> You're talking about nonverbal kind of communication too, Absolutely. which we we know that makes up over 90% of even, believe it or not, human communication, which Absolutely. is kind of amazing to me when I think of how many words I say in a day. <laughs> well, that's like, just it. We've, we've lost touch with all of these nonverbal methods and telepathic methods because we spend so much time with words. And, and I love words. Words are wonderful. I was trained as a writer uh, originally. So um, I, I can't say a bad thing about words, but it's wonderful to tune in to the more intuitive parts of ourselves and listen to the messages that animals communicate through emotions, vibrations, sensations, and thoughts. Um, yeah. They're really communicating with images. So do those how a herd knows where to go, where the water is, where the danger is. It's how a flock of birds changes direction instantaneously. Mm-hmm. They're, they're sending images to one another. So I've heard this before from animal communicators that animals really do, like you're saying, communicate with imagery. And that makes perfect sense because, I mean, if you think about language, let's just talk since you are trained as a writer. We can kind of get off this on this little branch for a minute. But if you think about language, you know, when you're learning another language, the quickest, most effective way to learn it is not to learn, you know, translate from my word to the word you're trying to learn in that language, but to do it with imagery, to have to just, you know, like if you're learning tree, for example, the word for tree in Japanese, which I don't know, you would just you know, not translate it back to English in your mind. You would have that be represented by a tree. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I we're do. Supposed, and and we're supposed that's to use actually imagery. one of the things that I really use when I teach um, animal communication to my students. The, the idea of a tree, the word tree, has a universal vibration of that image of a tree, what a tree mm-hmm. essentially is. And it doesn't matter what language, what word we speak it in that image translates universally to all beings. A tree is a tree. <laughs> and I'm talking to an animal about a tree, and I, I send that image of a tree. They instantly recognize it and understand. So let's say I want to talk to, or my listeners want to communicate with whichever animal, fur or no fur, legs or no legs, <laughs> are sitting by them. <laughs> Can you walk us through just like a simple maybe technique to that someone could try to just see if they're tapped into it at all? Sure. Is it something you can do over the the airs like this? Sure. Okay, let's try. So the first thing that I would say is to try and quiet your mind and your environment. So don't don't do it at a time when you're thinking about how difficult your work day has been or your bills piling up or the family outing you have to go to but don't really want to. (laughs) Do it at a nice (laughs) quiet time when you're not distracted. Um, and there isn't a lot of noise and, and electromagnetic vibration going on in your environment. So turn the Ooh, TV time. off. Yeah, let's stay right there for just a second. I really believe in this. 
everyone listening, the electromagnetic waves really do interfere with our vibrations. So just like Brooke's saying, if you can even get to a room in your house or even outside or on the patio, somewhere that doesn't have a lot of electronics, that's better. Okay, continue. <laughs> so, so tune everything out and just be really quiet and focus. And then the next most important thing is do not ignore your imagination or your intuition or your instincts. Mm-hmm. Listen to it all. Don't dismiss mm-hmm. something as just imaginary. So no judgment. In my mind. So no, no judgment. judgment whatsoever. Okay. And allow all of those voices and sensations and images to come into you freely without judgment. So when I see my dog carrying a big like chicken leg in his hand throwing it at me I should see I shouldn't ignore that cuz that's what I always see from my hound when I try to communicate he's carrying like floats of food <laughs> I think he's trying to tell you something Raquel <laughs> I know it's like what's going on here <laughs> Anyway I'm sorry so yeah, we're so- quiet we're focused we're open we're not judgmental exactly. and we're ready to begin Yeah and the first thing you're going to do is listen Right off the bat, we're not going to try and change behaviors or solve enormous lifelong problems um, or, you know, give a lesson. It's just about listening. Just mm-hmm. let their voice come through. Hear what message they have for you. And it may be as simple as I'm hungry and I <laughs> want that big, huge bone. Um, and sometimes the messages surprise you. You get, may get a message that seems to have nothing to do with your animal. Something may pop into your head that seems to have to do only with your own life or with some struggle that you're working on. And that's actually your animal helping you get through that and helping you find a solution. Our animals live with us, especially our our dogs and our cats and our birds and the creatures that live inside of our home with us. They listen all day long. They're fully aware of all the stresses in our life and all the happinesses in our life. I totally love that about animals. And, you know, one thing that really struck me and kind of bonded me to you personally Brooke was when we were sitting there at the pet fair I don't know if you remember this and that the dog came in that was in uh, the little doggy wheelchair Mm -hmm. had her back legs in there and you you were watching Jake who's my Bichon who I take with me sometimes and you said to me are you aware of Jake sending all that healing energy to that dog and you know I was just thinking that very same thing and when you said it and I was thinking skeptically, like, okay, am I really seeing this, or is he really hyper-focused on this dog? <laughs> so <laughs> you you noticed it and saw it, and even I, as a practitioner, still, for some reason, my brain, my bully brain, needs reassurance. So when you said that to me, it just totally reinforced the fact that our animals are here with us, healing us, trying to heal us, and some of them, I think take this role a little too seriously mm-hmm. and they can even be negatively affected by us not you know receiving their help or their healing I think so I don't know one of the things I was curious your opinion on is if you have a particularly sensitive animal around you is there any way that you can like lift that load and kind of tell them that it's not their responsibility to heal the world you know Definitely, and, and I actually, um, one of my many wonderful healing dogs who you got to meet uh, last weekend um, of the three, Harmony is is quite um, a master healer, 
yeah. and she volunteers herself regularly and 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 very willfully for the work, um, but can often become ungrounded because of how empathetic she is. Yeah. Um, and she can take on the physical pain in her own body. So we've been doing a lot of work to help her with that. And one of um, the things that all of us can say to our animals are deeply empathetic healing animals. Um, this is especially true for service animals. Is just mm-hmm. to say simply to them, thank you for the work that you do. You do not need to take on the pain. You mm-hmm. can just send love. That's and so just remind right. them that. Just remind That's them. So right. There's and you know, so much power in a reminder. Yeah, you're just basically cueing. That's what I tell people when I do human neuromuscular therapy and stuff. And the pain pattern is much more difficult to kind of affect in humans, I think, because of the brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then. And because of our lack of trust or whatever. But that's one thing that I often say to the humans and even the dogs when I'm working on them is just receive. It's okay to just receive, you know, receive this love, receive this healing, and you don't have to give anything back. I know many a dog that when you are working on them and you're on a particularly um, useful spot, they'll start reciprocating by giving you kisses. And yes, they do kiss. <laughs> they'll, they'll reciprocate by giving you kisses and trying to communicate with you, you know, by closing their eyes and all this stuff. And that's when I try to say, get, just get out of the way. Just receive. This is all about you. Because I think our animals are so used to doing stuff for us. They're not used to just receiving, I don't think, necessarily, you know. Well, animals live very vibrantly in the world of energy, and we as people tend to put up more walls um, Mm -hmm. and block out our sensitivity to the energy, whereas animals live very necessarily in that world of energy. They're always aware of their fields. They're always aware of all of the external influences and emotional influences on their energy fields. So mm-hmm. they're a lot more in tune to it than we are on a regular basis. And I love that imagery that you're saying. You know, they they exist in the world of energy. And another thing for those listening, I always remind, like to remind us that we do not end where our skin ends. We are emanating further past our earth suits, as I call them. We, you know, our auric fields are big. So you can enter a room and affect the people in that room just simply by your energy field. And do you find that animals have a wider energy field than, well, obviously a human because we've now we've stifled it for so long, we yeah. probably can't expand, you know? Animals in general are incredibly expansive. Yeah, and that's great. We need to pause for a quick second for another break, but that's one thing I want to pick up when we come back is assuming and believing that animals do have an expansive energy field and taking it a step further and knowing that sickness is a reduction in that field or reduction in the vibratory rate, you might have some useful tips that will help enhance energy and bring some healing to our pups and our horses So, and all animals, as you said. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to Win With Dogs. Hang tight. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. It's time for school for you and your friends. 
your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio. Horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. And we are back again. Thanks for holding one more time for our sponsors. They're so, so necessary to keep everything going. Brooke is with us, Brooke Baxter, again. And I wanted to remind you, if you are interested in um, her services and more about what she's doing and her perspective, her website is www.fourlegsandasoul, all spelled out in real letters, all spelled out, dot com. So, fourlegsandasoul.com. And before the break, Brooke, we were talking about animals and their energy fields and how big they are, how expansive they are. And I know that sickness, if you look at it like that, it translates to kind of a reduction in that auric field, energy field. Would you agree with that assessment? Any disease or injury or sickness 
can reduce the field, it can block areas of the field, it can change its shape, its texture, its strength, its resilience. We know the immune system is governed by our central nervous system, so it stands to reason that a calm central nervous system or an open spine, chakras open and balanced, would definitely lead to longevity and a healthy and happy life. So let's say we have an animal or one of our listeners is experiencing an animal. It could be grief. Maybe they've lost a pet or another companion or like you're saying, it could be pain in their body or just sickness or maybe unease, not maybe knowing what their boundaries are in relation to their family. Are there relatively universal techniques or even aromas, any aromatherapy that can help ground and expand a wounded energy field? Definitely. First of all, there's so many wonderful aromas out there and essential oils out there that we can use to help our animals. Um, There are a few guidelines. First of all, um, using a therapeutic grade oil is incredibly important rather than using a synthetic. So you always want to look at where your oil comes from and what's in it and how it was grown and produced. And in addition, Dogs and horses can um, do well with most of the oils that we as humans do well with. Mm -hmm. Cats are highly sensitive. Their livers process differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So you cannot use high phenol oils with cats. So you just want to be really careful with the kitties. There are just a few um, oils that are good and safe for them. What would Uh, a high phenol oil example of that be? So something, we call them the hot oils. So the firs, like the balsam firs and the, um, the pine trees and those kinds of oils. Yeah. Um, they're highly volatile and they just don't break down quite well in their, in their, in their livers. Birds you want to be incredibly careful with as well. Tea tree oil is extremely poisonous for birds. Mm-hmm. So, and I think tea tree oil is a little bit dangerous for cats too but now I, I often recommend tea tree oil uh, used diluted of course with dogs so you're yeah. right yeah since this show is technically about dogs <laughs> even though we love all animals let's assume that no oils well let's assume we're working with a dog so okay. so with a dog you might want to use a high vibration oil if you're dealing with something like grief or uh, a cancer or something like that. So a frankincense would be terrific. There's also an oil called Palo Santo, which is um, considered the frankincense of the Americas because it's from a wood that is um, native to the Americas rather than Europe. Um, And that is also incredibly high vibration and and beautifully grounding oil. So you could use something like that. I think intention is more important than any physical tools or oils you may use, the, the very first thing you want to do when um, helping to heal your animal is bring the intention for their highest good. Yes. So, again, no judgment. Yes. Um, which is so hard when we're working with our own animals because, of course, we're so tied to the outcome. We care so right. deeply about them. We never want them to leave us in any way or yeah. be in any kind of pain. But we have to honor their own path in this mm-hmm. lifetime. Totally, and I dealt with that when Angus was so sick. I spent many an evening and morning with him in a healing mode, just allowing him, giving him permission to leave if he needed to, which was really hard for me to to say, but I really think he needed to hear that. So intention 
especially with your animals, like you're saying, they pick up on it. So intent is 99% of it. So a healing intent for the highest good for your animal. From and your then, heart. Always work from your heart, coming from a place of pure love and compassion. Right, right. So now if we have a particular oil, lavender, I know you love lavender. It's a very calming oil. Uh, would we just put a few drops in our hands, rub our hands together and hold it over our pet's you know, hold it in front of his nose so he can sniff it. Would we put it on the coat? Can you do both? We can do all of the above. In fact, I love that you brought up the example of lavender. I think it's such a brilliant oil. It's incredibly safe. It's safe for yeah. all animals. It's so healing. It's antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory. It's calming. It helps sleep. It helps to ease anxiety and digestive struggles. And <laughs> I will be bathing Regal and lavender right. when we hang up. <laughs> so it is safe. It's safe near the eyes and nose. It's um, safe in the porous areas like their paws. It's, yeah, that's great. It's just a terrific oil. So we didn't take the example of lavender. And you really only need one to two drops of any oil with animals because okay. they're so incredibly sensitive. Okay. Especially when you're using a pure therapeutic grade oil. Okay. So I like cool. to take a couple of drops and put it in my hands and just rub my palms together and kind of activate the energy in your palms, feeling that warmth rising in your palms and, and the tingling of getting all that good life force energy flowing in your hands, which are going to be your healing tools. And then allow the animal to approach. You know, don't just shove your hands up their nose. <laughs> Because we wouldn't love that. As wonderful as the smell is, you know, we just have to respect their physical space. So allow them to approach and sniff and lick and um, feel comfortable with the oil. Boy, have I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Luckily, I started as a tiny, tiny child, but I am a bit aggressive in nature and very... I have learned, and everyone listening, please follow her advice. I have also learned that you do need to scale back your energy a tiny bit when you're working with animals. You can't quite come at them like people. We tend to be a little more comatose than they are. <laughs> we notice we notice less than they do, trust me. And you'll probably figure that out, those of you listening, when you get a quick like snarl <laughs> or a grimace if you come at them too fast. Right. <laughs> so you're holding, you're allowing them to approach you and sniff out the oil as they see fit. Mm -hmm. They might sniff it a couple times. They might sniff it a bunch of times, but that's up to them. And you think that they know. I mean, I'm kind of with you. We're just holding space when we're in a healing session for that soul's body to be cued and then heal itself. We are not necessarily healing. We are just, you know, cueing those cells because I think all bodies are meant to heal and given the right circumstances, proper nutrition, love, and environment, you know, the body does want to heal. The body wants to heal. So, Well, and the truth is that studies have shown that love and relaxation release endorphins, relax the muscles, increase circulation. You're going to have more oxygen flowing through the body. You're going to absorb the nutrients better, regulating mm -hmm. your hormones, getting rid of all those toxins, um, nourishing the cells, and all of those things are boosting the immune system and promoting yeah. healing, self-healing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really, that's what it's all about is, is getting the energy flowing um, through 
all of the aspects of the body, mind, and spirit. Yeah, that's so useful. I love all this information. And also, you know, along the communication lines, and we're actually running out of time. Of course, we could talk forever. But when you talk about communicating, your labs were so well-behaved. My dogs are very well-behaved, and I'm not sure if you hear this, but I hear this often, like, oh, if my animals only acted like your animals. (laughs) Well, I think the more you do communicate with them, the more symbiotic your relationship becomes, where they're looking to you to tell them what's coming next, what do we want them to do, you know, rather than having no communication, throwing down some kibble twice a day, you know, yelling at them when they do the wrong stuff, you know, that that's just not going to make for a very integrated pet, I don't think, in the family. It's so, so true. I, and I, I have to say that, you know, I have not followed any kind of traditional obedience protocols or any of those things. Me I've neither. I've really given my animals freedom of expression, and I've really asked them to live their lives truly. Um, but in in harmony. So we have yeah. a great symbiotic relationship going in this household. We're all members of the same family and we need to support each other um, and create you know, a single environment that's conducive to all of our dreams. And that's kind of what I ask of them. And so I give to them and, and in return they give to me. And I think it's, it's a wonderful relationship that everyone can attain. And it's simply about opening yourself to listen to their needs and creating a dialogue. Exactly. And I mean, I promise you all, you know, if you're into the more dominance approach of training your animals, I invite you to just give them a week with a different approach, more loving. Try rewarding good behavior. Try not to do so much scolding, you know. Um, I know that (laughs) when my dogs like chew something up or grab something of mine, instead of yelling at them and grabbing it from them and screaming no, I just go up to them and I go, thank you, please give me this. This is mommy's or this is daddy's. This isn't yours and I'll replace it with something they can have. And Mm -hmm. lo and behold, you know, very rarely do they have, you know, outbursts where they're chewing something up that isn't their own. And this is not through any scolding. So I'm just inviting you to listen to Brooke's advice Give it a try. Give the loving approach a try. You will be happy. (laughs) Your animals will be happy. Right, Brooke? Absolutely. I mean, I'd love to throw out a quick challenge to the listeners. Um, In the coming week when you've got a a little behavioral challenge you'd like to address with one of your animals, um, try communicating with them in a positive way. And instead of saying, don't jump on the counter or visualizing, don't jump on the counter, Try giving them a new positive constructive behavior and share an image with them of sitting quietly on the floor with all four feet on the floor um, and waiting patiently for a reward. And I say that because don't does not translate with animal communication. (laughs) What translates is jump on the counter because that is what the image is. There is no way to visualize don't jump on the counter. So you can't have them jumping on the counter with a red circle with a line. That does not work. (laughs) (laughs) So share a positive image with your animals this week. Yes, and don't be afraid to reward. You know, I hear some people go, I mean, I can't get my dog to do anything unless I offer him a treat. Well, offer him a treat then. (laughs) This isn't (laughs) rocket science. I mean, my hound dog will try to run away out of the front yard. He's six months old, and he all I have to do to get him to stop anything is say, hey, you want a treat, Regal? Boom, he's right by my side. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Nothing. So, anyway, well, thank you, Brooke. Again, her website is 
fourlegsandasoul.com. And Brooke Baxter is her name. If you want to know more information on her, please just look at our website, Pet Life Radio, here on Win With Dogs. And it will be under the episode info. You can email me, Raquel, at Pet Life Radio if you have any questions. And um, I thank you so much, Brooke, for being with me and sharing your perspective. It's thank so, you so much for having me. Absolutely. And hopefully I will see you again soon. But thank you for all your work. Oh, me too. Thank you for all the work you do with animals. And all you listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. I hope this has given you some good tools for your tool belt to help you go out there and win with dogs and any other pet that you may have. Until next time, thanks for listening. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs.